read the gospel lesson earlier, but we're going to be taking a look at it. So I want to encourage you guys to have your sermon guides out, your Bibles open, because we're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 13 this morning. But before we do that, let's go before our Lord in prayer. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I could not have said that any better myself. That's, that's got to be, in my mind, that is got to be one of the greatest compliments that one human being can give to another. I could not have said it better myself. I mean, you think about it, two people communicating with one another, doing the delicate dance of communication, feelings and thoughts and descriptions of things, oftentimes what happens? Well, we're talking past one another. We, we're left feeling frustrated. I, I don't get the point of what you're trying to tell me. But then there are other times. There are other times where you're listening to someone, you're, you're having a conversation with someone, and they say something, they answer a question or, or give you a reply, and it's just like, mmm. Mm, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. You're just filled with this feeling of, of, of agreement, of unity, and it's just good. You get me, I get you. You get my point, I understand your point. I couldn't have said it better myself. This past week, I was reading Matthew chapter 13, getting ready to preach on it this Sunday, doing what any preacher would do, right? And then I, I read it again, and I read it again, and I read it again because that's what a good preacher would do, but then, then I just stared at it because I just looked at it, and I said, Jesus, what's your point? <laughs> like, I, I know you explain your parable here, but what, what's the point for me? What's the point for, for God's people here at the way? You ever read God's word and, and been like that? Maybe you read the Old Testament, you're reading along, enjoying one Old Testament story after another, and then all of a sudden there's this chapter or two or three of names or a list, and you're like, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point of this? Or you're in the New Testament, and you're reading this deep doctrinal point that, that Paul's laying out, and, and then you read another letter, and it's there, and then another letter, and it's, oh, it doesn't seem to make sense. What's the point of this? Or maybe one of Jesus' teachings. It's a, it's a word picture or an example of something that would have been super familiar in first century Israel, but you don't get it. What's the point? Well, if you've ever been there before, you're in good company. Your pastor's been there before, and he went to a couple years of school to understand the point of this book. But even more than me, we're all in good company because you see, Jesus' disciples were right there. The 12 apostles were right there. The very first time they heard Je Jesus' very first parable, this parable that we're looking at today, Jesus gets done and they go, Jesus, why are you talking in parables? What's the point of this? And Jesus explains it to them. And here's where I want to be honest with you. Oftentimes when we get to that point where we're tempted to this week. And when I didn't understand it, what did I do? What did the disciples do? Well, they returned to the source. 
They returned to Jesus and they asked him. They asked him to explain it. And, and that's what Jesus did. They went to the word, the word of God made flesh. And he explained the point to them. And he gave them the point of why he was talking in parables, of, of what he was saying. And I'm going to start and give it to you right away. This is it. Ready? This is the point of parables. It was so that you have the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Disciples said, Jesus, why are you doing this? Why, why are you talking in parables? What's the point? He says, here it is. It's to give you the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. You understand? You with the point? Well, disciples still weren't. And so what we're going to do is we're, we're going to walk through this parable one more time. We're not going to read it over again and again and again, but just once more. I want to walk through this parable together. Because what Jesus so masterfully does is he tells a story, a story that he knew would bring about or elicit a question from his hearers. And then in the story itself, he puts the answer. Their question is this. Their question is, is Jesus, well, we're skipping ahead. Their question is, Jesus, what's the point? And he gives them the answer that it is that. It is the secrets of the knowledge of the kingdom of heaven. If you're open to Matthew chapter 13, we're going to start right there and walk through it just one more time, beginning at verse 1. The same day Jesus is out of the... Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still others fell on the good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak in parables? They said, Jesus, what's the point of the parables? We're going to answer that. But before we do that, we should probably take a look at what a parable is, right? Many of you might be really familiar with this definition. Maybe a Sunday school teacher or catechism teacher gave it to you. But a parable is this. It is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. That's a great definition. An earthly story with a heavenly meaning. That's what a parable is. Parable in Greek is parabole. It's where we get the word itself from. And what it literally means is a setting alongside. It is setting one thing next to another. It is sending a truth about the kingdom of God, a truth about how God operates in his kingdom, his gospel. Understand something that he can use to teach us, maybe a thing, maybe two things about his gospel. Now, a parable is certainly not meant to carry the weight of the whole gospel but it is meant to teach us one thing or two things about how God's kingdom operates. That's what a parable is. And I think because sometimes it is defined so simply as an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, 
people think they're easy to understand because it's a simple definition while parables themselves are simple. But that's not it. As Jesus' first disciples tell us, that's not, that's not the case with parables. They say, why do you speak in parables? What's the point? And Jesus replies. He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Who's them? Remember, Jesus is, is preaching to a large, large crowd of people, and it's his disciples that came to him and asked, what's the point? He said, here it is. He said, whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they will have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not understand. Jesus says, I speak in parables. Why? To give you secrets. Secrets of the kingdom of heaven. I speak in parables so that those who get my point will get my kingdom. Those who understand me will understand my kingdom, will understand and receive what I give, what my kingdom offers, and they will have it. They will have it in abundance. But those who don't, those who don't get it, they won't. Those who, who have eyes, but they're not, they're not seeing my point. Those who have ears, but they're not listening to what I'm saying. Jesus says they won't get me. They won't get what my kingdom offers. They won't get what I offer. Jesus says, he says, in them, that's the people who don't get the point, is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Verse 15, for this people's hearts has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. They've closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are you, because your eyes see, and your ears because they hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Jesus said, this is why I speak in parables. You get his point? You with him? Jesus said this to the disciples. He told them, this is why I'm doing it. The disciples didn't get it either. They're like, okay, Jesus, so you're telling parables so we who understand are more blessed than people who don't understand and they don't get it. And Jesus is like, yes, you are getting it. That's it. And they just stared at him. They're like, I don't, I don't get why you're talking in parables. So Jesus did him a salad and he explained it. He broke it down for him and he said this. He says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. Verse 19, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their hearts. This is the seed sown along the path. Jesus is starting it out. He says, yes, it's called the parable of the sower, but it's not about the sower. It's about his seeds and it's about his soils. He said, this is it. He said, the seed is God's word and the soils are people. They're people. The seed is God's word and the soils are people. 
They're the, they're the types of people, they refer to the types of people that we see when God's word is preached, when God's word is taught, when God's word is read, when God's word is shared, this is the type of people that we see. And here's the first one. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their hearts. This is the seed that was sown along the path. Jesus said there's some people who hear the word of God. They hear the word of God. They hear what it's saying, but they don't get it. They completely miss it. Why? No, they're not interested. It's not for them. No, thank you. In other words, they do not care about what the kingdom of God offers. They do not care what the king of this kingdom offers. It's not for them. And so it is just like this. It is like a seed being placed on a path, on a path that is dry dirt. The seed sits there, and birds come and snatch it up. It is not going in the ground. It is as though the word of God is preached to someone and it hits their callous heart and falls to the ground. And Satan comes and takes it because they're not interested. This is the first soil. That's the first soil. That's the first person. Here's the second one. Verse 20. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. This is the person who is on fire. This is the person who hears the word of God and you know they have heard the word of God. This is the person that shows up to church lots. They're doing lots of things at church because the Lord is with them. And when they're not at church, you know where to find them. They're talking to people about the Lord and they are on fire. And yet these are the people your pastor prays about. Because as soon or just as quickly as that flame starts, it goes out. Why? Jesus says it. It's because of the very same thing that brought them joy, the word. Well, it's now making things difficult for them. This is the rocky ground, and this is the person who says, it's not what I expected. This is the person who hears all about the hope, the forgiveness, the freedom from guilt, the joy that comes with being in God's kingdom. But then they hear about how, oh, God's word says on top of all of that, Jesus wants me to place others, their needs, their wants, Above me? Well, that's going to cost me. <laughs> not what I expected. I'm out. It is the person that hears all about the glory of the kingdom of God and, and what that means to be a part of it. But then they hear that being a follower of Jesus means taking every aspect of your life, every part of your life and giving it back to him out of thanks and praise I go, oh, I didn't sign up for this. It's not what I expected. This is the person that hears what it means to be a son and a daughter of the Most High God. And then they find out, oh, God's word says, I who have the good seed, I'm supposed to scatter that good seed and 
step out of my comfort zone and talk about the good seed with others. No, I'm out. (laughs) I didn't sign up for that. That's not what I expected. This is the seed that falls on rocky ground. This is the seed your pastor prays about because this is the seed that you see. You see it coming. You see people jazzed about God's word and then you see them not. Why? Jesus tells us because they don't have roots. Christ and their version of Christianity, it's not what they expected. That's soil two. Here's soil three. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it out, making it unfruitful. Who's this soil represent? This soil represents the people that, that hear God's word, that hear, hear passages like this from, from Colossians chapter 2, that in Christ you have the mystery of God, the riches of understanding, all the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. They hear that. They got ears. But then this is what they say. You never hear them say it, but this is what they think. Yeah, Jesus is good and all, but he's not enough for me. He's not enough. Yeah, I get that in Christ there is riches of understanding, but well, there's more riches working my J-O-B. And so, yeah, I know I should and I could be spending time storing up wealth that lasts an eternity, but no. It's not enough for me. Yeah, I know that there is wisdom with Christ, but right now it's just, there's more wisdom spending time with my fam, with my friends, than with my best friend who died for me. Yeah, I know there's a good deal of knowledge to be gained, but there's, there's things to do and stuff to get done, but, you know, time is money. But what's happening? They're going spiritually broke because this is what Jesus says. To them, Jesus is not enough. The worries of this life and the lives of money choke their faith and they die. This is the third soil. Here's the fourth. There is a fourth. But the seed falling on good soil, that refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop. A hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Jesus says, some people, some people, they hear this. They have ears. They hear it. They take it. It's planted on their heart. And they produce good stuff. A hundred, sixty, thirty times what was sown. This is God's parable. So you get the point? You understand what Jesus is saying yet? You with it? If you are, it makes you wonder, right? (laughs) Which kind of soil am I? How do I become good soil? How How do I stay good soil? You think about that? When I was in school, I did an internship um, 
while in Milwaukee at a big old congregation that had a really, really successful Christian uh, day school. And there are lots of kids that came to it. And I wasn't around to meet this gentleman. His name's Tony. Um, Tony, Tony was in heaven. Uh, but I heard Tony's story. Tony sent all of his kids to go to that Christian elementary school. And because Tony sent all four of his children there, that meant on four separate occasions, Tony had to sit down with the pastor and go through his introduction to the Bible and Christianity Bible class series. It required all, all, all the school parents to take this course. And four times, Tony sat down with pastor, went through this course, and four different ways, Tony made it clear, I'm not interested. This isn't for me. I'm here to get my kids in school. That was Tony. And then 10 years after Tony's last child graduated, his pastor told me he got a call. He got a call from Tony and said, Pastor, I want you to be my pastor. Baffled, the pastor had to ask, what happened? What's up? And he said, listen, I... I got lung cancer, and doctor says, I only got six months. Can I take that class again? What changed? What happened? What made dirt, bad dirt men like Tony become good dirt? We might say, well, I know, God. God is what did it. Well, God didn't give Tony lung cancer. That wasn't God's plan to give him cancer. That was Tony's plan when he decided to smoke two packs a day for 30 years. So what changed? What made Tony, who was dirt, bad dirt, become good dirt? Dirt that was so good, it was begging for good seeds to be planted on his heart. Pastor, give me some of that good seed gospel. What changed? Well, you look at the Gospels, and what I love about it is that it, it makes even men like the disciples look like bad dirt. And that's what they were. I mean, these guys were getting the best seed there was, right? They were getting the good seed, the seed that righteous people longed to see from the source himself, Jesus Christ. And yet what happened? Jesus corms the sea and the guy's like, who's this guy? Common seas. Jesus goes out and he, he feeds 5,000 people and, and it's a miracle, right? I get it. The first time you're like, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do about this. Jesus does it, feeds 5,000 men and their families. But you know what happened just a couple weeks later? There was 4,000 people and they're like, Jesus, we got to feed them. How are we going to do that? He's like, you know what to do? They're like, no, we don't. We don't got enough funds for this. I mean, even when they get it, they don't get it. Peter, Peter is asked by Jesus, who are you? He says, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Jesus is like, this is great. Now I can talk to you about my cross. I can talk to you about my suffering. Peter's like, no, I ain't about that. I'm not talking about suffering with you. Jesus had to say to him, what? Get behind me, Satan. I mean, even at the ascension, these guys are standing there looking up. Oh, where'd he go? After he had been telling them, I'm going home to prepare a place for you. They didn't get it. They didn't get it right up until 
the day of Pentecost. So what changed? What changed in the disciples? What changed in Tony? And what changes us? Well, here's the secret. You ready for it? Here is a secret, a mystery of the kingdom of God. It's this. It's that only the seed, only God's word makes people grow. Only the soil, only people makes people not grow. I mean, you read through all those examples, all those references of soil to people, all those comparisons and what's happening. It's not the seed's fault. It's not the sower's fault. Whose fault is it? It's the soil's fault. You still wondering? You still wondering what kind of seed you are? Well, let me be real. We're all dirty dirt. We are all bad dirt people. Like Tony like the disciples. We are all like those people that Jesus had been talking about. The people that, that said, I'm not interested. People that said, I'm not concerned about this type of Jesus. I'm not concerned about this God. I don't really know if that's the Jesus I expected. That's not for me. That's not, he's not enough for me. You've all been there. But that's no problem. Can I tell you why? Because I got some good seed for you. Because today, and, and like Hebrew says, if today is still today, hear God's voice. Do not harden your heart. Quit with the bad dirt act. Stop. Open your hearts. And if you got ears, let them hear. Open them up and listen because I'm about to give you secrets. Secrets of the kingdom of God. I'm about to give you mysteries of good news. Good seed. Good news of Jesus Christ. And what he did for you. It is in you. It is planted in you. Quit with the bad dirt act. And if you got ears, listen to this. You got a God who so loved you that he sent his one only son for you. You got a God who sent his son into this world with angels throwing good news seed at you, shouting things like this. There is good news of great joy that to you, he is Christ, the Lord. And this Lord is your Lord, and he's got some titles. He's got some titles that mean something. Titles like Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. That's what he's bringing. He's bringing a peace that isn't the type of peace this world gives. It's a peace that transcends all understanding and guards your hearts your minds, and your souls in him, in Christ Jesus. You have a God who took bad, dirt people like you and like me 
And he made them good dirt people. Why? Because when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved you. Not because of righteous things you had done, but because of his mercy. He saved you through the washing of rebirth and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on you generously through Jesus Christ, your Savior. My friends, do you want to grow up? In Christ? Do you want to grow in your grace? Do you want to be good soil? Do you want to produce things like the fruits of the Spirit, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self control? Do you want these things to produce a crop in your life 130, 60 times that which was sown? Listen, I'm going to give you a secret. The mysteries of the kingdom of God are planted in you. They are in the word of God, which has been sown on your hearts. Grab that word, plant it in your heart. Bury it in your heart because that's what seeds do. Seeds get buried and then just like Christ, they are alive. They spring up to life and you will not just have life in him. You have life to the full. That's the secret. This is the secret of the kingdom of God. It's been given to you that our God is moving all of time and space and the universe to gather his church, to bring his church together, to grow his kingdom, to grow his church, to nurture the people inside of his church, to grow you, and he's doing it how? He's doing it one way, through the scattering and the proclamation of his word. Which kind of reminds me, <laughs> there's, there's actually one portion of this parable I, I haven't mentioned yet. Did you catch it? It's the sower. This is called the parable of the sower, but there's not much we get about him. Here's what we hear. A farmer went out to sow his seeds. That's it. You don't hear about him again. And on top of it, if you think about it, he's kind of an awful farmer. He's recklessly throwing these seeds out there. He's wildly, inefficiently throwing these seeds out there, seemingly foolishly at times, throwing them in places like paths and, and thorns. That's all we hear about him. But you think Jesus is trying to tell us something? I hope it's, it's not a secret, but he is. Jesus has given us one more secret, one more mystery about the kingdom of God and how it works. What he's saying is that good seed people, good dirt people, good dirt people who have good seeds, they produce fruit, a crop, 30, 60, 100 times. And you want to know how you do it? You be like the sower. You be reckless with the word of God and you scatter it abroad. You be wild with the wonders of God's love and you toss it out there. You be footloose and free with the gospel because that is what God does. He throws it with no count to himself, with no, no calculations about the risk he's taken throwing it in, in different places where it may not grow. But you never know. You do not know if that seed's going to land on the next Tony or who or where or when that might be.
But you do know this. You do know that good dirt people produce good things 30, 60, 100 times that which was sown. If you have ears, let them hear. Amen.